how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage written. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and store Mojave vision. At times I'm on the H the Gandhi kicking. So pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit them like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my diction. Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 364. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's draft week, buddy. It's draft week. Yeah. The NFL draft is this week. I can't wait. I'm excited. We're going to run through. I, I did a little mock. We're going to run through it a little bit, see how many picks we get to, talk about players I like, players <laughs> I don't like, picks I'm excited about, picks, that, uh, rumors that I'm scared of, all kinds of fun things. But before we get too far into that, how you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. It is NFL draft week. That's a great week. It's always a good week. And <clears throat> we do this every year. It's been a tradition. It's the reason we started this podcast is for Brandon to have an outlet to rant about the draft for an hour. Yeah, my marriage was <laughs> suffering. My marriage was suffering. My, my, my wife would look at me and say, look, you have got to find somebody else to yammer on about. I can't listen to this anymore. She's like, Brandon, I, since I love you dearly, I just cannot hear about the, the Seahawks secondary anymore. I just cannot. I can't. It's just, just ridiculous. <laughs> Um, oh, but I'm excited, man. Um, I feel it's it's weird. It's like every draft, you have those guys you love, and we have those guys in this draft, guys we love, and then there's always those guys that fall. And I'm curious to see who you think it, the guy is going to be. There's always at least one guy, yeah, yep, that yep. goes lower than 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 everyone thinks they're going to go. And I'm curious to who you think it is because I know who the internet or the the experts seem to think it is, and I think it's it's absolutely silly. Who do the experts think it is? Everyone thinks seems to think it's going to be Michael Parsons. People's got him going as low as like 15. Oh, that's silly. Well, you know, 15, honestly, top 15 for a linebacker, that's fine. But, yeah, I've got him eighth. That's where I've got him. So Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. you doggone right you do. <laughs> uh, you know who I, who I think it's going to be? And this is, do you remember in 2018, like, for months, the rumors were Baker Mayfield's going number one. Right, Baker Mayfield's yep. going, to, and for months I said, "There's no way. There's just no way. He's not yeah. good enough. <laughs> Cleveland's not going to do it." Right, so I, yeah. I, I'm reminded of this uh, because okay, the, all the rumors are San Francisco is going to take Mac Jones. San Francisco moved up to three to take Mac Jones, like that. All yeah. the rumors, right? And so Mac Jones is now mocked in the top ten in most drafts. Everyone talks about New England trading up to get him or somebody trading up to get him. Um, Sometimes quarterbacks drop, and I just have a hard time thinking the 49ers are going to look at Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones and land on Mac Jones. I have a really hard time imagining that that's what's going to happen, especially after they right. gave up a ton to go up and get him. I might buy Trey Lance because at least he's got the athletic profile that Kyle Shanahan might like, and it's enticing. But Justin Fields is just so much more superior of a prospect that I, I, I cannot see San Francisco not taking Justin Fields. I just can't see it. <laughs> So it's, it, it, it's 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 you don't trade to here's the one thing you don't do you don't give up everything that you do that they did to move up to three and not know who you're picking yeah right? like like the Shadowhead came out and was basically like oh we still are considering like no you're not like you don't make that move not knowing who you're drafting yeah. unless you're the Browns in the movie draft day yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
then maybe you do. But there's no way. So they know who they're taking. And it's got to be Justin Fields. You don't move up for Mac Jones. Yeah, I think I they, don't feel like you do. Yeah, I think they moved to three because they said we are perfectly happy with Zach Wilson and we are perfectly happy with Justin Fields. I think that's it. I think that was their talk yeah. and that's what they're going to do. So, um, so I completely agree. And if that now, happens, I think Mac Jones yeah. could fall. I think Mac Jones could fall if that happens. So if if so, let's say Fields goes third. Mm-hmm. Who's the next team on the board that might think quarterback? Denver. Denver. At nine. Yeah. And that's where I think maybe you see Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance mm. maybe at that nine spot. And then uh, at that point, if New England doesn't take Mac Jones, which we don't know what New England's going to do. Uh, you know, New England, we haven't seen them go after a quarterback. It, it's Tom Brady and then second rounders, third rounders for long-term backups, which they did with Jarrett Stidham a couple years back. Uh, they re-signed Cam Newton. Maybe they take Mac Jones. That makes sense, right? But if they don't take him, where does Mac Jones go? Maybe 19 to Washington? But Washington has I'm holes. Uh, Washington yeah. has holes. This- 20 to Chicago, but is Chicago going to be that excited about him? So, it, <laughs> it, it, you know, if, if he falls, I, I I could see him falling all the way maybe to Tampa at 32, uh, but that might anger Brady. So maybe even the second round, like Mac Jones might be the guy that falls. Um, and I'm going to look silly when San Francisco takes Mac Jones, as all the rumors are saying, but I, it's um, just like Baker Mayfield. I'm just saying, I just, I can't believe it. <laughs> The, the, the 24 to the Steelers, if Najee Harris isn't on the board, that might make sense. Maybe. Yeah, that could make sense. Um, there's rumors that Pittsburgh likes Najee Harris and also likes Trey Sermon, uh, who should be there in the second yeah. round for them. So if they if Najee Harris isn't on the board, then I could see them going uh, somebody like Mac Jones and then going with uh, with Trey, uh, Trey Sermon in the second round. That's very possible. So. I would just like to say that the CBS Sports mock that I'm looking at has Michael Parsons going 19 to the Redskins or to the Washington, sorry. Oh, that makes me really mad because that means Miami would pass him up, which is ridiculous. So at 18, yeah. if he's on the board at 18 and Miami doesn't take him, then you should turn in your fan card. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's absurd. I don't know why. It, is should we blame Arizona? Is it because Micah Parsons isn't? He's not quite like Isaiah Simmons, but he's he's not dissimilar from mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons, Simmons as far as like athletic profile. Uh, so uh, is it because Arizona failed to use Isaiah Simmons effectively? Everyone's looking at thinking know. Parsons is going to be because Parsons to it's me th- is fourth on my board. Like he's he, right, I'm fifth, look- maybe fifth. He's fifth on my board as far as overall prospects. So <laughs> I'm looking at all of these teams, and if the Panthers don't take him at eight, or maybe if you get past. The Broncos at nine. Every team after him should take Parsons. Yeah. If he's on the board. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every single one of these teams should take Parsons. You tell me the Giants would pass up on Micah Parsons? He got, no, get the Giants should absolutely take him if he's on the board. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> so so I, I have a question for you. So Alex Smith retired, and Alex Smith has yeah. been, he's been a, a part of this pod, as much a part of this podcast as you and I have been, really. Um, yes, he is the he is the third member of the, yeah. the two guys podcast family. And I want to say, I want to say, Alex Smith, I'm sorry. I just want to say that. Yeah, I've spent yeah. years doubting you as a starting quarterback, and you had a wonderful career. You had a couple very good seasons as a starter. Uh, you had a, a a very triumphant moment coming back last year, which is very impressive. I hope you have a fantastic career after, uh, po- you know, post football. 
and I wish you all the best in in your life moving forward. So all the best. Yeah. Nothing but nothing nothing but love. Nothing but love for for uh, for Alex Smith. Yeah. And that being said, uh, can he go back into the draft and Jacksonville take him number one and just blow everything out? <laughs> Is that possible? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's I'm in. do it. <laughs> um, Alex Smith, first quarterback ever to go number one in two drafts. <laughs> He was number one pick. 2005, yeah. He was that number one pick. That was the year Aaron Rodgers tumbled all the way down into the 20s. I don't think I ever remember. I don't think I remembered Alex Smith being the number one pick. Yeah, yeah. He was the number one pick in 2005. Wow. So Who drafted him? Uh, the 49ers. Remember, he was a 49er for a long time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd completely forgotten all of that. I love I love your, yeah. You kind of, yeah. You kind of did like the Donatello from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, when he's pushing like the inflatable. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. It's, it's, and yes, it's I did coming just, back to me now. Yeah, and I did just make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, movie yeah. reference, yeah, and you, you know did. what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with stick that. with it. Yeah, that's I'm who okay we are. <laughs> stick with it, man. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna kind of run through these picks, and we're we're gonna talk about them. I I I'm not gonna get too much into Let's analytical. I just want to talk about players I like and stuff. So um, yeah, we have a lot to we have a uh, we have a lot of players to talk about. I really want to talk. There's a couple I really need you to explain some things to me. But uh, number one's no shocker. We know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, no. See, I I like this spot. People keep talking about this as if it's like a, a terrible spot for him, but I don't know. Like Urban Meyer is going to want to throw. Uh, the offensive line isn't. Oh, that's right. Urban Meyer is there. He's their coach. That's right. Yeah. 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 The offensive line isn't bad. Like it's not great, but they've got some youth there, and they got guys coming back from injury. I mean, it's not. I, I wouldn't call it a great unit, but it's not like one of the worst units in the league or anything like that. I think it's middle of the road. And they've got DJ Chark and Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault. That's yeah. a good, good trio of pass catchers. James Robinson, a good running game. Uh, I, I, I like the fit. I think if you're going number one overall, there's a lot worse places you could land than Jacksonville right now. I don't know. Why do, you, why do, you, why do people hate this landing spot so much? I think people just hate that it's Jacksonville. That's me. Yeah? Oh, like, like the, the city? No, just the the team has just never been good. <laughs> they did I don't know. They made a they made an AFC Championship game with Bortles. Okay. <laughs> I people are too hard on Jacksonville. I don't understand. I don't understand the hatred. <laughs> yeah. No. It's not it's not a hatred. It's not a hatred. It's just like, you know, you just you, teams that are like like, you know, like traditionally been like downtrodden teams and you're just like this hot you know hot hot prospect you're sending him to be the one to resurrect jacksonville like okay yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> good luck to you um but you're right like jacksonville was in the they beat the pittsburgh a couple years ago wasn't like maybe like two three years ago and got to the afc championship lost to new england yeah something like that and i think they were up on yeah. new england at half or something like that they had they that were. elite defense yes. yeah um yeah yeah. Uh, so so yeah. Worst worst spot. He could be going to the Jets, and that would be a worse spot. Yeah. Right. The Jets would be a much worse spot. Who um who will probably take Zach Wilson from BYU? I think I said in January, like before anything. You did. I think I said Zach Wilson feels like the next bad Jets quarterback. I think you said that. Thing. You said that before. Like he was slotted to even go second. Yeah. Maybe. Like maybe <laughs> even before the season ended. I think I might have said that. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, Zach Wilson. I actually like Zach Wilson better than I thought I would. Uh, you know, when I got looking into it, mainly because last year is just really good. He crushed UCF in the in the, in the Boca Raton Bowl. Thirty three touchdowns, three picks uh, last year. He's got a huge arm. Ooh, throws a pretty deep good ball. Numbers. Yeah, looks. Uh, I, what I like about him is is he already looks past the pass rush, so he's a running quarterback. Uh, or he's a, a quarterback that can take off and run with it, but he looks past the passer, so he's always looking to throw. And that's something that I like to see from college guys. Um, probably the the only red flag about Justin Fields is he doesn't really do that very well, but everything else mm-hmm. Justin Fields does great. And and I have Justin Fields number two on my quarterback list. But, uh, you know, behind Zach, Lawrence, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence is like one and one A. Like he's mm. he's head and shoulders. And then to me, it's. Um, Fields and Wilson, very close, and then a tear down to Kellen Mond <laughs> and Trey Lance. So <laughs> because because I love Kellen Mond, it's uh, you know you do. I'm excited for the Kellen Mond era. I'm I re- excited. He's gonna be terrible, and I, I'm gonna eat so much crow. <laughs> um, I I read something, and I can't remember who wrote it, so I'm I feel bad for not attributing it. But I read somebody some somebody wrote something like Kellen Mond is the Rorschach test of the NFL draft this year because yeah. you can find whatever you want to when you watch his tape, and it's kind of true. Like you could, if you want to find an elite <laughs> top shelf prospect, you can find that in his tape. If you want to find a big bust, you can find that in his tape too. But <laughs> um, but yeah, Zach Wilson, you know his biggest flag is he he really only had just one good year. Um, th- th- a lot of turnovers as a sophomore, and then he played at BYU. So, like, p- people talk about how Trevor Lawrence's schedule wasn't that tough, but like, then they loft up Zach Wilson, and I- I'm like, no, <laughs> his schedule was yeah. his schedule was a lot harder in 2019, and he looked like a significantly worse quarterback. Like before last yeah. year, he looked like a fringe pro prospect with a that big is, arm. That is a red else. flag. Yeah, that's a big red flag. Yeah. So, Zach Wilson, I like him better than I thought. I think he could be. Like good Jay Cutler with um, mobility, which is uh, which is a good quarterback. That's a good quarterback. So, uh, so that's kind of what I see from him. Um, I think he. Goes I both to the Jets, want. So. Yeah, I both want and don't want him in the Jets. I want him in the Jets because I just want the uh, ESPN talking heads heads to explode every week after he throws three picks. That'd be fun. <laughs> but I don't want him to go to the Jets on the case that he is good because I don't want that to happen to you as a Dolphins fan, and I care about you. So, <laughs> well, I, I will say, I will say Wilson and Fields both have pretty high bust potential, and I don't see any way the Jets don't take one of those two. So it's happening one way or the other. Either way, you're good. Yeah. And now I've got like it's it's like the Bills, right? Like like I have a friend who's a Bills fan. Um, our friend Mike yeah. is his um significant other Kristen is an awesome person and a Bills fan. And so like I kind of root for the Bills, which feels weird. And uh Jets are the same way. Like our friend Eric Schoenthal is is a Jets fan. My friend Eric Stangland, uh apparently all my Eric friends are Jets fans, but yeah, all um, the Erics is a Jets fan. So like I kind of I kind of pull for the Jets to support my friend, my Erics, the Erics in my life. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. I do the exact same thing. Like we have friends. I, I know people that are like. I've, I know a friend of ours is a Tampa fan, and they won the Super Bowl. And I was like, I'm happy for her. Yeah. I don't particularly care, but I'm happy that she's happy. Yeah. yeah. I kind of pull for the 49ers because Paul likes them. I kind of pull. I I always pull for the Panthers. I'm actually kind of a secondary fan because I lived there for a while. So like. Yeah. Uh, same with the Ravens. I lived there for a while. So I, you know, those two teams. I I kind of I would probably pull for even if even if you and I weren't friends, but. 
but yeah, I don't know. I root for my friends' teams. <laughs> yeah, that said, what I'm hearing is brand is go Jets. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, J E T S. Go ish. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, go ish. <laughs> go ish, Jets. Go ish. <laughs> I will say if the Jets don't draft a running back and well, Michael P. Ryan wins comeback player of the year or something like that, uh, then uh, I will uh, be insufferable and probably will be a massive Jets fan. I think it's I think it's I think it's it's kind of unhealthy. The amount of the Michael P. Ryan uh, stock you have. Yeah, it's just it's, like, it's honestly we might want to. Yeah, it's honestly to the point where I can't sell it because it's it's too much of a loss. <laughs> like it's more. We might need to. Yeah, we'd have a talk. Yeah, it's more risk for me to miss out on the rebound than it is for me just to wait for it to go to zero. Like at least when it goes zero, I can I can write it off as a capital loss on my taxes. I'm right? not out on him though. I'm not out. <laughs> I don't I don't have any stock, but if I had some, I'd hold on to I'll, it. I'll, I'll be out on him the moment the Jets draft Travis Etienne at the top of the second round. That's when I'll be out Ooh. on him. Until then, I'm in. <laughs> Until then, I'm in. That's, def- that's definitely going to happen, isn't it? It feels. It just feels <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. Um, so, and then the 49ers take Justin Fields. Uh, again, rumors are Mac Jones or Trey Lance. I kind of think that's smokescreen. I think Justin Fields is head and shoulders above those other guys. Uh, Fields, not great against the Blitz. Everything else, he's perfect. He's a great prospect, has a great arm, super mobile, highly touted, big games. I Justin Fields is a great prospect. Uh, you don't like that he's from Ohio State just because oh, the history of Ohio State quarterbacks, not good. But uh, outside of that, which is just superstition, it's really just can he adjust to the blitz because he makes terrible decisions under pressure, even compared mm. to other college-level quarterbacks. So yeah, that's the only worry. That's a big worry, and that could be a bust for him. But he's he seems like a good kid. Seems like he'll put in the work. Um, I, I love Justin Fields. I, I'd be happy to draft him. And if he goes to the 49ers, I, I think that um, I'll probably pull for him. I'll probably be excited to, to pull for him. Do, do you know anything about Fields? I've watched him in like uh, I think a, a a bowl game and he looked great. That's the only yeah. time I ever watched him though. Yeah. Um, guys, that the the blitz thing worries me because he's gonna get blitz a lot. Yeah, and yeah. if and you know, what's the Forty ers offensive line situation? Uh, so it's pretty good. That's the thing about the Forty ers It's actually a pretty good team to walk into, right? They've got. Uh, they're set at the tackle positions. They've got a promising young guard in Daniel Brunskill that they just brought back, and their center is pretty good. Uh, they could probably use an upgrade at left guard, but ultimately they're pretty solid. And then they've got Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel. Like That's a great trio of pass yeah. catchers for them. So uh, it, it's a good spot for them to land. And Kyle Shanahan's a pretty good coach. So He is. Uh, so um, yeah, so if, if – if, if he's going to fall into a good spot like that where he's got good coaching and got a good behind offensive line with good weapons, I like it better. I don't like throwing guys with a glaring issue like that that you don't like into the fire, right? Like, yeah. I w- if he was going to that Bengals offensive line, I would like it a lot less. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And here, um, take a look at this situation, too. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Kyle Shanahan definitely didn't give him any support uh, when asked questions oh. this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the worst quote of all time. Yeah, they were like, "Do you think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will be on the roster Sunday?" And Kyle Shanahan said, "I'm going to murder Jimmy Garoppolo." That's <laughs> that's what I heard, right? He didn't. He, he didn't say he was going to murder Jimmy Garoppolo, but he didn't say that he wasn't. He definitely, he definitely left it open to interpretation. Uh, 
So, you know, maybe he gets traded. Maybe he goes back to New England. That's very possible. And if he goes back to New England, then once again, we're looking at a, a perhaps a free fall for Mac Jones, as I mentioned. Oof. But, um, yeah, Fields, San Francisco. If, if Garoppolo's there, Fields could sit for a year, which might be nice for him. Uh, the other thing is Shanahan is a good play caller. I think Shanahan will be able to figure out what Fields' strengths are, and there's a lot of them and uh, be able to put him in a good situation to succeed. I really do. I think I, – I really like – I'll be real bullish on Justin Fields. Um, even, like, as a fantasy prospect in redraft leagues, I'll be real bullish on him if he goes to San Francisco and Garoppolo gets moved. Like, that – I'll be – I'll probably be pounding the table for Justin Fields. Yeah, I don't think there's any way Garoppolo's on that team yeah. after Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I think Garoppolo definitely gets moved somewhere. <laughs> Um, and then I, I, you know, Atlanta is where things start to get interesting. Will someone trade up? That's a prime trade down spot. Um, but it's a good spot for other teams to be looking to because you've got your four blue chippers, right? I got Kyle Pitts, Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, and Micah Parsons. Those four are my blue chippers after Trevor Lawrence, right? So, uh, Atlanta gets their choice of those guys, which you got to think they, they take probably Kyle Pitts because uh, got to be Pitts. Right? Yeah. That you, makes the most sense. You take uh, the only other thing is maybe they, they think long-term post Julio Jones or they go after Jamar chase. Like that's very possible. And I could support that. Like I'd be fine with maybe them why that. did the internet all of a sudden today start throwing out Frank Julio Jones traits? Is that a, a rumor or is that just, the internet being the internet i've been seeing it on twitter i haven't seen it from any like reputable source like i I, so i i don't really put a whole lot of stock into it i think people are just connecting the dots saying oh atlanta this is receiver heavy draft they could draft him and trade who you know it's the same same thing they were talking about matt ryan being traded and it doesn't sound like that was ever even a a, a yeah it doesn't seem like that was ever a thing yeah so (laughs) um love kyle pitts uh i i want to talk about this, and I've said this in multiple spots now, right? Um, but there, there are some numbers I'm going to throw at you, and and this is for fantasy players out there, okay? Okay. Because um, Kyle Pitts is going as like tight end six or something like that, um, and he's going, really? he's getting drafted in best ball leagues pretty high, and people are really excited about him in fantasy, and he is, he's a generational talent as far as his profile, um, probably the best prospect since vernon davis right um best i cut you off real quick best ball drafts are happening before the draft oh dude dude (laughs) i've done six so (laughs) that's awesome yeah so i i want i want to stay out there okay uh there have been 24 tight ends drafted in the first round since 2000 Okay. Mm. Uh, how many of those do you think went on to have at least one top three finish in fantasy at any point in their careers? Twenty four of them. Uh huh. Oh God, I'd say. Oh, I'm gonna guess the numbers low. Five. Five. That's exactly correct. Way to go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty one percent hit rate. Right. And I say top three fantasy finish because tight end isn't like running back and receiver and to an extent quarterback where your top twelve are legit RB ones. Right. Like tight mm. tight end. Your tight end one is like tight end one, two, and three. Right. And then you know tight ends four through fifteen are all kind of crappy. <laughs> Typically, that's right. That's how it goes. Right. right? So um, yeah. So five. Um, only five of 24 ever 
had a top three finish at any point in their careers, right? How many of Jeez. them did it as a rookie? <laughs> I'm going to guess zero. Just one. Just one did, yeah. Who was that? Jeremy Shockey in 2002 finished. Oh, wow. Finished okay. uh, as a top three, uh, top three finish. So just... Just to temper expectations, we all love Kyle Pitts. We're all excited about Kyle Pitts. He he profiles as an incredible receiving talent at the tight end position. Love him as a prospect. I think that Atlanta should take him uh, if he's there. I call him a blue chipper. Uh, but just keep in mind, tight ends take a while. They usually take yeah. three years or so to develop. It's just the way tight ends work. So uh, if- ease off fantasy-wise <laughs> from lofting Kyle Pitts up there. <laughs> I would also say if he's going as the tight end six, that's still a really low ADP, I would imagine. No, no, it's like eighth round, man. Is it really? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. yeah, that's silly. He's going he's going ahead of like Debo Samuel and you know, guys like that. So Yeah, that's kind of silly. Um I have a question for you. So all the rumors have Cincinnati taking Jamar Chase at five and Jamar Chase, the nope. wide receiver out of LSU. I love him. I love Chase. I love it. He's, love Jamar Chase. Yeah, he would be number one in my on my receiver board last year. And I loved the receivers last year. Right. So like, yeah, Chase is number one in two deep, fantastic wide receiver classes. So uh, love him. But Penny Sewell is just yeah. as good of a prospect at a position of need. Why, Dwayne? Why? No. The Bengals draft board should have one name on it. They should walk into that draft room and it should say, they should have a little slip of paper in their pocket that says, Penny Sewell no matter what. <laughs> right? <laughs> they should come out of this draft with Penny Sewell and no one else. Yeah. If no one else. And if the Falcons take Penny Sewell, you know what they should do? They should reach and take Rashawn Slater, the tackle from Northwestern. They need to they protect Joe Burrow. To a, they, have, they have to. They yeah. have to get a tackle in this draft. I just, I, I, you know, and, and people, people say, well, their tackles aren't bad. And Jonah Williams has potential. Riley Reef, they brought over, not bad. Those guys can also kick into guard where they have nothing and then upgrade two spots by putting Panay Sewell on the, on the left, at the, on the left side. So don't, Done. don't tell yeah. me that, that their tackles are fine. Their tackles are, yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of them, you know, getting, uh, Jamar Chase, but their receivers are fine. Yeah, T. Higgins is great. Tyler Boyd is really good. I don't and even Alan Tate's not a bad player. So I don't. Yeah, I, I. They don't need. They don't need a receiver the way they need a tackle. Yeah. Just stop it. Yeah. So I'm mocking Panay Sewell to Cincinnati because that's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they do anything other than that, that's just silly. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Dolphins six. Jamar Chase. Jamar uh, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, they need a receiver, uh, and, and pe- some people think the Dolphins don't need a receiver, right? Because Will Fuller and Devontae Parker. And when I say that they need a receiver, that's not me saying that Will Fuller and Devontae Parker aren't good. I like them, right? But they don't play a lot of games, whether it's steroids mm. or injury. They don't play a lot of games, those two. So they need somebody because last year they didn't have anybody. And so uh, Jamar Chase. One of the best receiver prospects, probably my favorite receiver prospect since AJ Green. That's probably the last time yeah, I liked somebody this much. So Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase is definitely my guy. Yeah, for wide receiver in this draft, and that's over uh, Devonta Smith. And you know who I else? I might would take Waddle over Smith. I really like Jalen Waddle. You like I Waddle? I love it. I'm so I torn do. on Waddle. I'm so torn on. I'd Waddle. like him, man. I was watching some <laughs> stuff on him last week. Oh, when I was at the beach, I was watching videos of him. I was like, this kid is fast. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Waddle Waddle is so fast that fast is doesn't do him justice. Like when you call <laughs> like, him geez. fast, like he 
like Henry Ruggs had like that straight line speed, right? And he was super fast. But Waddle, Waddle, I don't know what he would time because he didn't run the forty. But he might not time faster than Henry Ruggs did. But he's faster in every way. Like he just, he's Tyreek Hill fast, which is a whole yeah. other echelon. Of it's, a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's like you. He's like a freak. Yeah. It's like it's not like it's like like not humanly normal to be to, for his for a human legs to move that fast. Yeah, he has like fifth, <laughs> sixth, and seventh gears. Like it's it's silly. <laughs> that kid is fast, man. Yeah. If uh, if Cincinnati takes Chase, I want the Dolphins to take Sewell, or I'm happy with them taking Micah Parsons. Those are blue chip prospects, so I'm good. Or Kyle Pitts, if Kyle Pitts is sitting there. So uh, if they take Devontae Smith, I won't be mad. I'll be fine. With that. I'd love I would love Pitts in in Miami. Yeah, that'd be Sewell a good too. spot. Yeah. All those, all those are good, good, uh, good picks. Uh, Detroit number seven. That's a prime trade down spot, right? Like, they need a receiver really bad, and because they've they're they're staring them down the gun barrel of like Quintez, Cephas, Tyrell Williams, and Brashad Perryman. Like that's what Oof. they're. Jared Goff has to be like, you know that I've been throwing to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods the last few years, right? Like. <laughs> Now, he does have Hawk. He does have TJ Hawkinson, who I like. But I, Detroit's got to get a receiver. And there's a ton of really good receivers in this draft. If anyone wants Mac Jones or Trey Lance, that's the spot, that's the spot right? That's got to be the spot. Um, but I, I didn't mock a trade, so I mocked Devontae Smith there. Uh, I think he's the best receiver on the board. He's really good. I'm not too worried about his size. He just gets open. He just knows how to get open. Um, and he's really explosive. You can. Who'd you mock to? Who who was it you mocked to them? Devontae Smith, so yeah, re- receiver yeah. from Alabama. Uh, that would make sense. I would be fine if they wanted to go with Waddle. Waddle's a really good fit with uh, uh, with Goff. Waddle is a natural fit in the slot. Goff likes to throw the slot. That would make a ton of sense. So, uh, I'd be fine with that if they went there too. But I think I think that's a prime trade down spot. That makes sense. That that does make sense. That if if New England is gonna go get Mac Jones, that makes sense. That that's the spot. Yep. Or if somebody wants to jump Denver to get Trey Lance, um, then that makes sense there too. So. But who though? That's the like. But who would be the who would be another team that would do that though? Maybe New England. Maybe Washington. Maybe Chicago. All those teams. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that those that's uh, maybe Las Vegas, but that doesn't feel right to me. Uh, John Gruden doesn't feel like a trade up for Trey Lance kind of guy. Um, he he. He might could sit tight and take Mac Jones. Like I could see that, but I don't think so. I don't yeah. think they're gonna go quarterback. I think they're okay with Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. So, um, eight Carolina, uh, best player on the board fills a need. Yeah. Micah Parsons. Yeah, it's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. It's gonna be ridiculous if they pass Micah Parsons. Why would they? Do I, that? I, I I can I cannot I, I I can't do it. Like whenever that whenever that pick comes up, if Parsons is on the board, I just have to go outside. Like, cause I was like, it's like, if they don't take Michael Parsons, they need, they need a linebacker. Yeah. They, they still haven't replaced, they haven't replaced, uh, um, what's his name? Why can't I? Luke Keekley. Why can't, yeah. Well, I was like, why can't I remember his name? Luke Keekley. <laughs> they, uh, they still haven't replaced him. Not that you can really p- replace him. He's incredible. But Micah Parsons is a fantastic player. He fits the defense. He can play inside or outside. I, I don't understand why that wouldn't happen. Um, it makes me That's really. That's got to be the pick. I, I'm going to be angry for you if they don't take him. Like I really am. <laughs> I would say uh, I'm. Uh, this um, CBS Sports uh, mock has them taking J.C. Horn at the eighth pick. Yeah. Cornerback out of South Carolina. Not even the best cornerback on the board. <laughs> don't, don't they still have? Don't they still have Marty Herney? 
I think Marty yeah, Herney is still their GM, right? No, Herney is Herney still there? Herney's not there anymore. Didn't they? I thought they brought back Marty Herney, but um, in any event, I Carolina's never been a team that takes corners high, and they shouldn't. It doesn't fit their defense to do that. So I, I, I will be shocked if they do that, and maybe they do. Um, I'll yeah, be Herney, I'll, Herney. Herney is in Washington. Oh, okay, my bad. He followed Rivera. That's what I was thinking. Okay, um, but. Uh, uh, and, Our GM is someone named Scott Fitterer. I've never heard that man's name before right now. And, <laughs> and, and to take it before Sertain? Like you take Yeah, that's silly. That's silly. Horn I have Horn um I have Horn second. No, no, I have Horn third. I have Horn third on my corners. Um Ooh, who's your second corner? I, I really like the um uh the Northwestern kid, Greg Newsom. I just think he's just a steady hand. Yeah. You mentioned him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just think he's he's a guy, like, I don't think he's ever going to lead the league in interceptions or anything like that. I just think he's going to be a steady guy you can put out there on an island, and he's just he's going to get, like, two pass breakups a game and just steady play. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? So uh, so I like him. Whereas I think I think there's a little more – I. So anytime I see a guy like Horn who people loud how physical he is, what I see is a guy – who will hit players and uh, get pass interference penalties and give up mm. and give up big plays. That's what I see, yeah. right? And maybe I'm wrong about JC Horn. Like he's he's big and fast and plays physical. I mean, he's he's good press coverage guy already. Um, see a lot of holds. See a lot of holds that aren't getting called at the college level. But um, <laughs> if you want size, I'd rather take Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. He uh he's not as polished i think he i think he was a receiver um for a couple of years and then just only played corner the last few couple of years or something virginia tech but um lots of upside size and speed he's a little bigger a little faster uh really good athlete um turns his hips real good real good fluid hips um so I, i'd rather just take farley if you want size take farley that's what i think you can teach him to play so <laughs> he's got fluid hips can i tell you something really quickly sure uh, my wife listens to our podcast every week, and mm-hmm. one week you said something. We were talking about the draft or something, and you said something about we've talked about this about you liking players with thick bottoms. Did I say that? That doesn't oh, you sound said like something you like, I say. You like you, you said that you like players with 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 a thick lower body or something something like. Oh, that I probably said, said thick legs. I probably said I like running backs with thick legs. And my wife, my wife has started calling all of your favorite players the thick bottom boys. <laughs> <laughs> Which like is the it. best thing? I like it. I like it. Yeah, I probably, I probably said I like running backs with thick legs. That sounds like me. <laughs> legs that don't stop. Thick legs that don't stop. Oh, yeah. You like them, them, them thick legs. They don't stop, man. That's right. That's right. They don't stop. Um, I got Denver taking Trey Lance at nine. Uh, Trey Lance is a boomer bust guy. Wait. Huh? JC Horn's dad is Joe Horn? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I uh, I remember oh Joe. We are we are so old. We are. We're very old, man. We're very old. Oh my god. <laughs> it it really it really messed with me when like the first round of guys who I really remembered looking at pre-draft started retiring. You know, like yeah. like Pey- Peyton Manning blew me away because I really remembered. Like waiting for Peyton Manning to be drafted. Like I remember being like, "Oh man, Peyton Manning, he's gonna be so good." <laughs> like a year before he got drafted, and now he's like, he's really retired. Like he's <laughs> yeah, he's like for real retired. Yeah. Like several years retired. <laughs> so, um, 
Trey Lance, so you have questions about Trey Lance. What are your Trey Lance questions? Yeah, he looks, Trey Lance looks like every other generic quarterback that every team has that where we say they need a quarterback. When I see that guy, he look he looks like Drew Locke to me. He looks like a dozen other guys that you say where you're like, nah, they probably still need to be thinking about a quarterback. <laughs> this is just what he looks like to me. Nothing again. I did not watch a lot of him in college. I didn't watch any of him in college. But for what I have watched of him, he does nothing. He did stood out to me. So the, the issue with him is he played at North Dakota State, right? Yep. So, you know, on the one hand, he ran all over James Madison in the FCS championship, threw all over Montana State the semis that year, um, 2019. On the other hand, he ran all over James Madison in the FCS championship and threw all over Montana <laughs> State in the semis that Montana year. State. Let's do it, right? <laughs> Let's go. Um, dominant 2019. He had 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns on the ground. Uh, undefeated as a starter. 6'3", 224, looks thin, but I think he'll add a little bulk. Uh, super good mobility, runs, has a big-time arm. He, he's not afraid to, to put it into a tight window, not that he kind of hits that window, but uh, throws well on the run, almost better on the run. Like when he sets his feet, it's almost, I don't know if he gets the yips, but it's almost like the ball sails on him a little more. Uh, when he's on the mm. run, it's kind of in his element. Um, he doesn't miss the barn, but he doesn't really hit the right spots on the barn. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> he hits the barn, yeah, but it's never, but it's never where he's supposed to be hitting. Yeah, the barn. right. Um, <laughs> you know, like Derek Anderson coming out, I was like, he can't hit the barn, right? But, but yeah, like, he'd he'd throw the thing right over the barn. Yeah, every time. yeah, yeah. But Trey Lance will hit the barn, just not necessarily the right spots. Um, some people kind of see accuracy as a plus for him. Some people see him as accurate, but when I watch it, I see a lot of really open targets where the ball was thrown behind him. Uh, that that's mm. what I see, especially in the short to intermediate areas. I just, you know, guys were open and Trey Lance would throw, throw it behind him, throw it kind of an off target ball. The player would catch it and do it. And sure, it looks okay. But when you look a little bit deeper at it and you, you replace those defenders with NFL corners, those are picks or those are receivers getting absolutely rocked because you're not putting them in a good spot to be able to take off and run with it so i i don't like that um i don't love his windup um it's not really slow but it looks slow does that make sense like if you clock it yeah it's not actually slow but um and then i i, I didn't see him make a third read at any point so i think he's a huge boom bust just a huge hmm. boom bust potential um the thing yeah the thing for me with him is if he goes 15 to new england 20 to chicago you know, 24 to uh, to the Steelers, I like it. If a team trades up to seven, I do not like that. That's yeah. that's the thing. I get that. I, I, get what, that. I don't want to give up assets because he just he looks he just looks like a guy that's just it's just he's good, like a good college player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've got him going to Denver. I I don't know if the, how realistic that is. I don't know what Denver's thinking. I think I'll, I think most Denver fans don't really know what Denver is thinking right now. Uh, going into this draft, they're kind of playing. They got a new GM, and uh, so we'll see what they do. Uh, see, maybe they give Drew Locke another year. Certainly wasn't good last year, even though he was hurt for a good portion of the season. He just wasn't really good when he did play. Uh, they've got yeah. weapons there. It's not a bad spot for a guy to land. So um, they could also have him come in compete year one and not start and get another look at Drew Locke, and then you might have like a like a Drew Brees, Philip Rivers situation, which is worse things to be in. So. Uh, you know, 
that's what I have. I think if Trey Lance is there, they take him. I think if all four of those quarterbacks are gone, I think Denver goes somewhere else. Um, probably tackle. Maybe they take Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Or maybe they grab a linebacker like Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. Koromoa. I always butcher his name. I just call him Jock. J-O-K. But, uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, linebacker from Notre Dame who I love. Um, yeah. Love that kid. Have you have you locked him? I've seen I've I've seen I've, you mentioned him before, mm-hmm. and I looked him up. I looked up, up at the time. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's big <laughs> and he's fast. He can play everywhere on the field. I love that kid, man. I I love that kid. So I've seen a couple mocks where he falls to Miami at eighteen, and 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 I. Dwayne, Dwayne, if they walk out of this draft with Jamar Chase and Jock, <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, would Sertain, dude, would Sertain be a reach for them? Uh, no, Sertain would fit perfectly fine there. I, I could see Denver, and if they go best player available, Sertain might be the guy. Now they've got Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, Ronald Darby, Duke Dawson. They're not. Yeah, in that's bad what I was day. thinking. Like, do they need? They don't really need a cornerback. Yeah, and you know their rookie last year, Michael Ojemudie, um, wasn't a bad player. He he had a decent. I mean, he kind of took his lumps, but he was a rookie. Um, he's he's got kind of long term starter at least nickel. Um, you know, potential. So I, I, I don't really have corner as a need for them, but it wouldn't hurt. Sertain's probably the best player on the board. And I have Sertain going to Dallas next. So uh, at, at 10. At 10. And that's, to me, that's the, oh, that's that makes the, sense. That's the lowest spot to me with Sertain. He's too good. He's a lockdown corner. Like, Sertain is probably out, you know, outside, <laughs> outside of, you know, the new man crush in my life and, you know, going to be the name of my son, Michael Parsons. Yeah. Yeah. Sertain's <laughs> um, probably my next favorite player on the board, defensive player at least on the board. I, I, I'm all in on Sertain. I'm buying all the Sertain stock. Yeah, that I, kid looks so good. Yeah, I have him second on my defensive board. Yeah, it's, it's if I when we when we do yeah. when we do our rookie dynasty draft, I'm taking Sertain. I don't care. <laughs> I want Sertain on my team. Don't take corners. Don't take corners. I don't care. Okay. You've told me this. Okay. I don't care. You do you. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> I don't care. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Um, um. <laughs> no, he's phenomenal. Great fit for Dallas. I think if he, I, I don't, I don't see Sertain falling past Dallas. It just wouldn't make sense. He's too good. He's too good. Um, Giants. I have the Giants taking Quiddy Pay, defensive end from Michigan. This is another prime trade yeah. down spot for me because the Giants should be looking defense. Uh, the value isn't really there. I like Quiddy Pay, but he's kind of he's kind of boom bust too. Um, big time pass rusher, a little bit of a questionable motor. Um, technique isn't quite there. Don't know if he can do much on on run D, but he's super athletic. He reminds me of Rashawn Gary, the guy um, Green Bay took a couple years ago who hasn't quite developed. Um, just explosive athlete. Um, flashes that pass rush. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, I, do you think is he the best pass rusher in the draft? You think? I think he is. Um, I also really like Aziz Ojulari, who um, is a versatile, like, Kyle Van Noy-style uh, pass rusher. So, like, it, it just different uh, different kind of player, right? Quiddy Pay, you, you'll put his hand in the ground, whereas um, Ojulari will play, like, in that in one of those, like, hybrid roles and get after the passer. I like him. Uh, those are kind of the guys that I have as pass rushers. Uh, Jalen Phillips from Miami is a good player. Uh, I, I think he is a step, like a good solid step below Pay, And then um, you kind of have similar guys, uh, Russo um, from uh, 
where's where's Greg Rousseau from? He's from Miami too. That's why I got confused because he and Jalen Phillips are both yeah. from Miami. Um, so I like them. I like Joe Tryon from Washington. I think he's pretty good. Uh, but I, I I think there's a big step uh, step to those guys after Pay. So it's not that's not the uh, it's not a position of strength this year. So uh, feels like if they can come out of the draft at ten at eleven with the best pass rusher, I feel like that's a good draft. Yeah, a good first round. Yeah. And the Giants, you know, that's what they need. So if, if they can trade down and still get a linebacker, still get – and, you know, you might see Jot go there. That would be a good fit for the Giants. That would be um, a good spot, yeah. Uh, but I think if they can trade down, they will. I, I don't know who will be on the board for someone to trade up for. Um, on my mo- In my mock, Mac Jones is still there, so maybe somebody likes that. But, uh, you know, I, I think Pay works in that spot. And then the Eagles next. I Howie Roseman likes speed. They need a receiver. There's where I see Jalen Waddle go. Um, that's my, ah, yeah, that would, oh, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, nice and fast and small. My wife would love him. She like, <laughs> she like, that sounded really weird, but I meant, th- I, meant- <laughs> I meant that she loves Deshaun Jackson. No, and so, no, that's, that, what I mean. that's what she said. That's what she said to me. I said, I said, it's great to meet you. I'm Brandon. Uh, I'm glad you're marrying Dwayne. And she said, I like him fast and small. That's what she said. Ah, I was thinking Deshaun Jackson in my brain. Yeah, it, look, whatever you want to call it, man. Whatever you want to call it. And she loves Deshaun Jackson. That was great. That sounded way weirder than I meant. <laughs> um, yeah, it fits. It fits. Jalen Waddle fits, and in, in it fits there. I think uh, Jalen hurts. You got to get him some help. So whether it's, you know, if they want to go with a bigger guy and go Rashad Bateman, that's fine. Or um, Terrace Marshall from LSU, I really like. Any of those guys are fine. Jalen Waddell just seems more like a Howie Roseman guy to me. So, Uh, And he's elite, elite talent. Like, just that speed is just stupid. (laughs) It's very stupid. It's very stupid. Uh, (laughs) Chargers, I think, take the best player available. In this case, I think it's Rashawn Slater, the tackle from Northwestern. He can kick into guard. Chargers have really focused on their offensive line this offseason. Uh, they should. Yeah. It's a very smart pick. Yeah. And they'll keep that. doing it. And he's great. He's a day one starter. He can start um, at tackle or guard. I think he'll be great. Um, and then I got Minnesota taking Jock because I think uh, I think they'll go best player available as well. If Rashawn Slater is there, I think they'll take him. But uh, in this case, I think it's Jock. I think he helps them. They're getting a little long in the tooth at linebacker. Uh, and I think that that, that kind of will help solidify the defense. The nice thing is he doesn't have to play in the middle. He doesn't have to play uh, strong side or weak side. He can play any of those spots and maybe even shift. So uh, so I think he's going to help. Um, and I think he'll be a defensive player of the year candidate no matter where he ends up. I just think he's going to play mm. a lot. So. And then uh, then I have New England at 15, take a Mac Jones. Well, we'll see if that happens, but that that's where I have him going is 15. To New it England. seems to make sense. Mm-hmm. He feels like a Belichick kind of guy. Just seems seems right. It doesn't seem to me that they're gonna go into the draft with Cam or to the season with Cam. And they might, you know, they sign him to a one year. But you know, it's hard. I can't figure out what I don't like about Mac Jones. Um, I just when I watch him, I'm just not impressed, and it's weird. Yeah. Because he, you know, he threw a ridiculous 41 touchdowns and four picks last year, right? Um. You watch him against Ohio State, he was really good. You watch him against good teams, he's always really good. Uh, he's really accurate. Um, 
I, I don't know. The ball sails on him a little. A little. I think uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith helped him out a lot there. Um, but I, I don't know. It, people say, well, all his players were open in college, but you also see him, and, and he – you know, he finds those open things. He goes to separate reads. I, I don't know. But I still have, like, Kirk Cousins labeled on him. That's all I see. <laughs> mm. He's another one-year guy. So, another one-year guy. Another guy who just did – really just had one good year. So, But he sat. Didn't he – he went there and sat behind yep, yep, Tua sat behind and Jalen Hurts for a while. Yep, yep. And that's not – I'm not saying he should have played more. I'm just saying guys with one good year, it's always a little harder to get excited about him. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, had a nice senior bowl too. I just don't. I don't get why I don't like him. I just. Uh, he just seems like just another <laughs> guy to me. He just seems. That's just what he sees. He seems like a jag to me. So. I like him, jag. I like that. Just yeah. another guy. Yeah, just another guy. So, uh, the Arizona. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think they got to go offensive line at this point. There's only two left on the board that I think are worth drafting at this point. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard from USC. He's good in yeah. both run and pass protection. Played left tackle in college, so he's scheme versatile. I think he's a better a better fit at guard. I think most people consider him a guard. Really powerful player. Uh, can push the pile. I think he can start left side or right side. So uh, so I like that. I think Arizona, you got to protect Kyler Murray. They don't really have a lot of needs on that team, surprisingly. So uh, Then I got Vegas taking Caleb Farley, the corner from Virginia Tech. They like athletic corners. They need an athletic corner. I think that fits. And we're at 50 minutes, and I've just droned on and on. <laughs> this is what I do every year. That's what I do. It's what you do. This yeah. is what this this episode is for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if we're at 50 minutes, why don't you just go ahead and give us your the the guys and 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 tell me? Let's talk. I want to talk about the running backs. Where you think they go? And then uh, just give me give me all the other guys on your list that you want to talk about. Sure. <laughs> I know I, I know there's like 70 more guys on that sure. list. Sure. <laughs> there are. So uh so first off this draft phenomenal receiver draft again just just remember. So if your team, you know, some of these guys, I have first round grades on seven receivers this year. So wow. um, that's crazy. So some, That's of the, wild. some of these guys are going to drop, right? So we already talked yeah. about Chase Smith and Waddle. Kadarius Tony from Florida, I'm not quite as high on him. People have him fourth. Uh, like ESPN has him fourth. I think he's more like seventh for me, but I think he's a first-round grade. He's just kind of a, a, a Swiss Army knife. Like, you can line him up anywhere. He does all kinds of good stuff. I like him. Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, for LSU, you know, this guy produced a little bit with Justin Jefferson in the lineup and with uh, Jamar Chase in the lineup and with Joe Burrow throwing the ball. And so people were like, I don't know, is Marshall good? Uh, and then last year, Burrow's gone. Chase sits out. Justin Jefferson's gone. Marshall balled the flick out, man. Marshall was yeah. Marshall was phenomenal, and he looks the part. Like The only thing with Marshall is a little bit of a questionable motor. But he's kind of got that motor thing. Like Sometimes, sometimes you can kind of tell when the ball's not going to him. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, you don't like to see that. Yeah, sometimes his routes aren't 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 super crisp, but he looks like he very well could come out of here the second best receiver in this draft. Like he very well could. Um, and then I love Elijah Moore. Uh, ever, profiles as a slot receiver, Ole Miss, uh, fast, really good route runner. Um, profiles slot because of his size, but don't let his size fool you. He can get open. Like he he can start outside. Uh, I like him. And Rashad Bateman, I think people are just tired of talking about Rashad Bateman because uh, he's somehow slipped from two to seven 
in a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a he lot was of the people's guy, ranks, or one of the guys yeah. last year. Yeah, he's still third on my board. So um, I've got Chase Smith, Bateman, Waddle, Marshall, Moore, Tony. That's my uh, <laughs> that's my ranking. Got him above, st- still above Waddle. That's that's interesting. So well, that's I, I, you know, and it's because Waddle to me, he, he has such a a, a specific skill set. Um, runs good routes and all that, but like he lets the ball into his body a lot. That's something mm. that he does a lot. Um, and then so, some are saying, yeah, he stood out with all those other good receivers, but also he had all those other good receivers taking a lot of attention away. He was open it's another, a lot. It's a very good point. Yeah, he did. So w- we'll see. I like him. That's not me. That it speaks to how great this class is. Um, but Bateman is he looks like like a to type of player right but he's fast as he's faster than to was so um you that's know, crazy and yeah <laughs> and, and then his that's how he plays he plays like a physical outside receiver which i just always tend to kind of like which is probably why i like terrace marshall too he's got the same look um but Bateman, he walls players off. He runs really well after the catch. He runs tough. He just uh, the Minnesota quarterbacking was not great, and Rashad Bateman was still very productive. Adjusts real well to poorly thrown balls. Uh, runs great routes. He fights for the ball. Wins contested catches. I think he would have had much bigger numbers uh, if if he wasn't dealing with underthrown balls constantly that he was having to dig out of the dirt, right? Because he's going after it and then getting tackled. If if he'd been hit in stride, I think he would have gotten a ton more yards after the catch. So. I like Rashad Bateman. Ran a four three nine forty at his pro day, which was probably enhanced, right? But no one expected mm-hmm. a fast time from him. And so, to me, looking at him and saying, "Okay, the only problem is, is is he fast enough?" And then you're like, "Oh, I guess he's fast enough." So <laughs> um, he doesn't need a big window to be open. And now we know he probably can get open. He probably has the speed to do it. So I love Rashad Bateman. Um, I have him going to Baltimore. You're talking me into Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think me in. People forgot how good he is. He's really, really good. He's a really good player. So, um, yeah. Oh, no, I don't have him to Baltimore. I have Terrace Marshall to Baltimore because rumors have Bateman falling. So I have Bateman as, like, one of those guys who maybe goes in the second round as just a steal. So. Oh, man. Could he go in the second that's the thing. Seven receivers aren't going in the first round. It's just after right. last year when six went in the first round, I just don't see that happening. So I somebody's going to fall. Like T. Higgins fell last year. Somebody's going to fall. Um, and Bateman's the one getting the least amount of buzz right now. But we'll see. We'll see. Rondale Moore. Some people have Rondale Moore in the first round. Uh, I don't have him as high. I'm not a big fan. But Me uh, neither. Yeah. He's just he's just such an interesting prospect. Like he's five nine and built like a cement truck. Like it's crazy. <laughs> but he's still really fast. So it's it's wild. Um receivers I like. Receivers I like. Uh we're gonna go a little bit deep here. Amari Rogers from Clemson, Swiss Army knife. I like him because you can get him the ball in space and watch him make plays. Uh Diami Brown from North Carolina. He's uh very possibly Nate Washington but also very possibly a very good outside starting wide receiver too. Really good deep ball player. I'd like to see him run some crisper routes, but I like the way he plucks the ball on the run. I like how he transitions upfield. I like um, I like the way that he extends to catch the ball. That always impresses me at the college level. Oftentimes, um, you just see deep balls, even over the shoulder, you see it go right into the chest, and I like to see them extend to get it 
It's just what I like to do. So um, I like that. Uh, let's see. Here. And then uh, running backs. I, I, I People don't like this running back class. Dwayne, I like I like these running backs. And oh, I, my gosh. I, I, do you do you do you have running back opinions? Uh, Najee Harris. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm smitten. Yeah, Najee Harris is good. Najee Harris. Is, <laughs> I'm smitten legit. with Najee Harris. I get why teams don't draft running backs high. You know, you don't want to spend draft capital on a, on a, that position that high in the draft. But if I'm the Steelers and I just lost Connor and I've got the 24th pick, it's a no brainer. I'm taking Najee Harris. That's the pick for me. Yeah, yeah. I I have him going to the Steelers. That that's where that I just have. makes perfect sense. Seems like a Steeler. That that guy's. You know, it's 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 always like one or two. It's him, the ETN for me. I I would actually be honestly fine if they picked ETN too, but that guy. I just I'm in. Najee Harris just runs like a like a freight train, man. <laughs> yeah, it, he's big and fast and catches the ball, has great vision. Like, it's just... Just wild. What else do you need? Yeah. What else do you need your running back to do? Yeah, exceptional <laughs> contact balance. Like, uh, the only question for, for him going to Pittsburgh is, does Miami take him at 18 or do the Jets take him at 23? Like, that's that's the only question, so... Do the Jets have the 23rd pick? Oh, my God, the Jets. That yeah. would make perfect sense, too. Miami should take him, too. Yeah, I'd be fine with Miami taking him. I, I, I don't think they will. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a position that they've wanted to invest in. Uh, so I, I think you might see them take somebody on the day two or day three. But uh, I would be perfectly happy with them taking Najee Harris at 18. Uh, Miles Gaskin is like, yeah, y'all don't want that guy, man. Like, like, <laughs> You already bought in Malcolm Brown. Like, yeah, we're good. We don't need him. Yes, we got – yeah, we're, we're good. We're fine. I like Travis Etienne. I think he's a good player. Um, Does everything well. Fast, explosive. I like him. I think he's good. Javante Williams looks like an every down back from North Carolina. Uh, Kenneth Gadewell's interesting from Memphis just because he kind of an inexperienced guy. I feel like this is the thing. Every year Memphis has a guy – who catches the yeah. ball well, runs well, is really interesting. It was like Daryl Henderson a couple years ago. Then last year was Antonio Gibson. This year, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, I like those guys. I'm not as big on Trey Sermon. Michael, or I like Michael Carter from North Carolina. As long as as long as nobody drafts him to be like a an RB one, I like him. Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma. I'll let somebody else take him. Jermar uh, mm. Jefferson, Oregon State. I think is just another guy. Um, I think people forgot how good Chuba Hubbard was from Oklahoma State. So he's pretty good. Uh, couple guys to watch. Here's a couple guys I, I, I want to mention. Uh, I really like Javian Hawkins from Louisville. He's 5'8", okay. but he's like that Maurice Jones drew 5'8", where he's like thick leg. Got those thick legs I like. You know it's what I mean? 5'8", five, five, tall and wide. Yeah. Just thick. 5'8", yeah. five, <laughs> five, thick legs, but he's, but he's still got quick feet, super explosive, had a nice pro day. He's patient, good vision, follows his blockers. Uh, I, I really like him. He's a long strider, even though he's got, even though he's kind of small, you kind of see he extends, gets every single yard out of every step. Uh, so I like him a lot. Torched Miami and Florida State, uh, which, which would, I always like seeing, uh, you know, somebody from Louisville torch Miami and Florida State. It just kind of shows, <laughs> well, it just shows their, the level of, of competition that they can step up to. Right. Um, right. And a day three guy that I'm going to be watching is Khalil Herbert. Um, Virginia Tech uh, really shined last year after transferring over from Ken from Kansas. Uh, last year was his first year of Virginia Tech. 
uh, 5'9", 210 pounds. To me, that's a really good running back size. It's it's you've got that low center of gravity, but you're not so small that you're gonna get you know def- that you're gonna get just crushed. Ran a 4.46 at his pro day, so he's got enough speed, and it shows up on tape. Um, he keeps his legs turning through contact, which I always like. Super decisive, runs with urgency. He'd be great in like one of those zone blocking schemes where he can just kind of make a cut and go. Um, return some kicks, so he, he should get some snaps as a rookie. He'll go day three, Khalil Herbert will, but he he's the guy that I think could be an RB1 in the league if he gets a chance. I think he has a chance wow. to do that. So uh, he's he's probably my favorite day three player at any position is Khalil Herbert. Nice. So, nice. Uh, day, I, three is a, day three isn't always an interesting day. That's awesome. I, I love day three. Day three is awesome. Day um, three. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I got, I got, I got one more. I'm sorry, I'm running late. I, I just want to do talk it. About it's like you're good, man. You're good. I want to talk about everybody. That's what I want to do. Um, hot take. I like the day three tight ends better than the day two tight ends. That's my, mm. that's my hot take. Everybody thinks Brevin Jordan, Pat Fryermuth, uh, gonna go day two. Fine prospects. Nothing terrible to say about them. But give me Kenny Yubua from Ole Miss, man. 6'4", 250, long arms, pucks the ball away, converted from receiver, had big games against Florida and Alabama, versatile enough to line up multiple spots on the field. You might see him outside, might see him in line. Um, he's already an accomplished pass blocker, which is impressive for a tight end at this level. Uh, he doesn't really finish run blocks, so I'd like to see a little more tenacity if he's going to get on the field early. Again, tight ends don't produce immediately, but uh, yeah. this guy does a great job using his arms and physicality, wins contested balls. Like, I think his upside is as high as any tight end not named Kyle Pitts in this draft. Like, I think somebody's going to get a steal with Kenny Yibawa, uh in the um, on day three, which is going to be very nice. Most people have him outside the top five. Some people even have him outside the top ten uh, of tight ends So it, this year. But I love him. And I don't have a corner this year. I just like Greg Newsom a lot. Normally I have a corner. I don't have a corner this year. So, I will say this about the tight ends. I don't know anything about any of these tight ends. The only one I know is Kyle Pitts on this list. Yep. But I will say, this is a Hall of Fame list of of football player names. It is. This is incredible. It's, it, Pat it's Fryermuth is fun. Trey McKitty. Trey McKitty's inc- got Yeah, Trey McKitty's a good name. Trey McKitty's Chris, a good name. incredible name. Matt Bushman. Yeah. Matt Bushman, Bushman is a, a phenomenal name. There's a guy named whose yeah. name is Pro Wells. His his name is Pro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Bushman too. Bushman is is super strong too, which makes sense because he's it's like the superhero kind of thing. Like all he does is like <laughs> all he does like at his pro day, like his bench press. Like he just did the bench and then like everything else he kind of stunk at. And he didn't run the forty. Yeah. But he, but he like he's like six five two fifty and like like just put up rep after rep on the bench and just I, like he just looks like a. Like like a um, like a beefcake kind of guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah, Bushman, 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 Bushman lift weights. <laughs> Seems like that guy. Yeah, I bet he's a great guy. Yeah. Probably, uh, probably a pussycat. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Tremble seems like the guy who tried to sell you a used car. Yeah, probably Doesn't the best. Seems- probably the best blocking tight end in this draft. Yeah, Tommy Tremble. Yeah, he's like, blocker. He's a good blocker. You don't like the corners. No, no, no. I like the corners. I just don't have a corner that, like, I'm higher on than anyone else. Oh, like your your sleeper corner. Yeah, normally I've got a corner late in the draft that I'm looking at, and and I just don't have that this year. Like, everyone everyone where they're ranked seems about where I would rank them. Like, they just – 
you know. So I, I don't have anybody that I'm like pounding the table for that's a corner late, you know. Uh, my, we, uh, my guys are running back and tight end. Those are my guys. Khalil Herbert and uh, um, Kenny Yibua. Those are my those are my guys that that I'm higher on than everybody else. And Kellen Mond. I didn't get to talk about Kellen Mond. Oh. <laughs> if you'd like to talk about Kevin Lamont, you can. I was going to say, do we have an HBCU prospect this year? I know HBCUs didn't play last year because of COVID, so it might be hard. Is Mississippi State? No. No? Okay. I forget which ones are HBCUs, so I'm, I'm terrible. I, I don't think there's anyone from, like, Howard or, or like, A&T, and those are the only two that, like, I know for sure are. <laughs> That's fair. Those are the two. Yeah. If you know two. Yeah, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I I, 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 I should know no. better than that. No, um. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it looks like the, 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 the number one prospect is Brian Mills, cornerback from Central, so we don't need to talk about him. From Central? Um, <laughs> he went to Central, so he's okay. We're, I'm okay skipping him. Central, is that is that a thing? That's a rival. That's A&T's rival. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, screw him then. <laughs> Central. You jerk. <laughs> Looks like A&T's running back Jermaine Martin is in the draft this year. He sat behind. Uh, oh, he got hurt a couple years ago and just never got his job back. And then they missed all of last season. So I don't know if he's still good or not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he was good a couple years ago. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Kellen Mond. So Kellen Mond. Yes. Yes. Brandon's so, Brandon. Brandon. This is Brandon's. Uh, his new. Uh, oh, who was that guy we were talking about? Uh, oh no, the Miami quarterback from a few years ago. <laughs> Felicia's boy. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is Brandon's new Felicia's boy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Kellen Mond will be drafted, unlike yep. Felicia's boy. He'll be drafted higher. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll see. So I actually think that, that Kellen Mond is more like my Jalen Hurts, right? Okay. Okay. So I was really high on Jalen Hurts last year. Um, as you, as were you, we were really high on him. I I like Jalen Hurts. I still do. I'm still buying Jalen Hurts. Still do. Yeah, still do. Uh, so Kellen Mond, uh, four year starter, got better every year. Uh, and then all of the like attributes are there, right? He throws well. He runs really well. Career sixty three point three percent completion percentage through just three picks. Uh, you know, last season, uh, nine and one record. Only loss came against Alabama. Uh, he had a couple really fun games to watch. That shootout against Florida that he won was really cool. Little unorthodox release, but it's tight and compact and fast. Uh, so I I think it's gonna be great. Uh, sometimes he'll throw the ball behind players on crossing routes, which could cause some picks. I don't like that. Um, and then the other thing is you worry a little bit. Uh, he, 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 he doesn't anticipate where his receivers are going to be as much as you'd like to see him do that. But outside of that, uh, and then he's, he's just not super consistent, but last year he was really good and people are down on him and I don't know why. And I can't figure it mm. out. I, I, I feel like maybe he's being over scouted because this guy runs a four, five, nine 40 and he's mm. really, and he's got a great arm and I don't understand why, why someone like Trey Lance is late. <laughs> is ahead of him yeah, on people's that would seem to make a ton of sense. So, Kellen Mond is number three among quarterbacks on my board, and I have a first-round grade. Or, I'm sorry, number four, and I have a first-round grade on him. So, um, everyone else could just stick it. 
And maybe Oof. maybe he'll stink. Maybe he'll stink. It's very possible. But somebody on day two is going to get him. And if he lands like somewhere like Washington and gets to sit behind Fitzpatrick for a year under Scott Turner and Ron Rivera, look out, man. Look out. So they've this um, CBS draft board's got him ninth. They've got him behind guys like Kyle Trask, Jamie Newman. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> I love the Jamie Newman stuff. I get the Davis Mills. I get I get why someone Davis has Davis Mills. Davis Mills, yeah. Because yeah. Davis Mills looks like a prototype pocket passer. Like, he looks like that. He looks like someone that if Charlotte drafts him, all the fans will be like, he plays the right way, right? That's what Davis Mills looks like. Oh, great. Um, he's got Wonderful. a great arm. He's got a great arm. Um, but Jamie Newman is all athlete and no production. Kellen Mond is just as good of an athlete with lots of production. With production. I don't, I don't, yeah, Makes I don't, sense. I don't understand. I don't understand why the why why people love Jamie Newman higher than Kellen Mond. That doesn't, and Kyle Trask is just another guy. I, I like Kyle Trask. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But he looks like a really good backup to me. That's what Kyle mm. Trask looks like. So he's like a poor man's Mac Jones. That's That is... That is, that is some metaphor. Right? <laughs> it's like, because I would say Mac Jones is a poor man's Mac Jones. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Mac Jones is like a poor man's Kirk Cousins, and Kyle Trask is like a poor man's yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah. Oof. This is, this is some rabbit hole we're tumbling down. I know. And I and I didn't think I was going to be mean. I didn't think I was going to end <laughs> you, up mean. You, you, you were mean. That's very mean. Yeah. <laughs> poor Kyle Trask. I'm sorry, Kyle Trask. I'm sure you're a wonderful person. Honestly. <laughs> Oh, I'm in. I'm buying Cal, uh, Kellen Mond. So you think he goes round two, round three? I think round two or round three. And I think he ends up in a place like Chicago or Washington, a place where he's going to sit for a year behind a placeholder guy. Um, maybe New England. New England would be a good spot. He could sit behind Cam for a year and duke it out with uh, Jarrett Stidham. I think that makes perfect sense. But uh, that's what I think. I think probably day two. Day, I don't think he lasts to day three. But – you know, that's the thing. Every year when – because you're starting to hear people be like, oh, six quarterbacks in round one. Every year we get that talk. And most years, that fifth and sixth quarterback you hear about ends up going in like the fourth round. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so it's possible you see him drift to Yeah, day that three, was the crazy thing. But, like I was looking at uh, FanDuel had over under five and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round. I was like, there's just no way six quarterbacks are going first round. That doesn't seem – that doesn't seem likely at all. It seems it seems unlikely, but that would mean someone took Mond, Trask, Mills, Newman, one of those guys. One of those guys ended up sneaking in, and that Mac Jones went, obviously. So, I think Mac Jones probably does end up going first round. Unfortunately, that's uh, going to be fun. You know, with with four projected in the top ten, it seems like somebody else will take a quarterback. That would make sense. Although Trey Lance could drop too. Like if Denver doesn't take a quarterback and New England doesn't take a quarterback, Trey Lance and Mac Jones could drop. So it's very possible. Or Mac Jones could go third and I'll just look silly again, like I did with Baker Mayfield. If Jones goes third though, then I think there's a there's a absolute panic for some for teams to try to go get Justin Fields. I think so too. Atlanta, dude if 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 Justin Fields is on the board for Atlanta at four, Atlanta should take him. You should just take him. You think so? Yeah. Matt, oh. Matt Ryan's um 30X years old. And, uh yeah, I mean, he's got to be, let's do 2000. I, I don't know how old he is, but he was drafted in 2008 with the third pick. So, like, he had to be, like, 22 at that time. So, you know, he's got to be, what, 36 now? Something like that, at least. So, yeah. Uh, of course, I don't know. Now, in today's NFL, he might have seven years. So, 
<laughs> I would <laughs> I would just like to say you were very gracious and very uh very complimentary to uh Alex Smith at the top of our podcast. I would just like to say that if the Falcons do draft <laughs> if they do draft Justin Fields, I will not be as complimentary to to Matt <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there now. <laughs> I apologize in advance. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. I, I will stop yammering. Um, I'm sorry that I yammered. Uh, it's okay, buddy. Uh, know that I'm still, I'm still adjusting to uh, rooting for a Dolphins team that makes decisions that I like. And Yeah. I'm excited about the Dolphins, man. Like yeah. you guys, you've got, a good young quarterback. You've got some good draft picks. Mm-hmm. Nice talent on your team. Dolphins mm-hmm. are in a good spot. Yeah, good like coach. the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happy there. Um, also, I'm going to be uh, part of uh, hosting a live draft party for 4for4.com. Uh, apparently sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, which is a great site. Uh, as well to go and play best balls uh, lots of tournaments going on right there so uh, check me out there I'll, it'll probably post on twitter from four for four uh, i'll probably retweet it although i may be busy hosting the the live draft show <laughs> it'll be on during uh day one and day two of the draft we'll have kind of live reactions a lot of chit chat should be fun so uh pop, it's pop gonna be it's gonna to. be video it's gonna be you on video yeah, yeah. pop in if you want to um Make nice comments like things, <laughs> things like, "Boy, Brandon doesn't look as terrified as I would think he is." It's like Brandon, you are doing a very good job swallowing the abject fear I see in your eyes. Yes, and you know, and I understand, and it's okay if you want to point out that I'm on my fourth beer in an hour. That's okay. I was just gonna say, what you should do is you should get one scotch in you before you record. Just get one in you. Yeah, just one. I think that's a just, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> just get you a little, just get you a, a, won't get you drunk, get you a, just a little punchy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am going to close off because my two-year-old is just now waking up and oh. I, uh, that caused that, it, that creates trouble for me. So, oh. <laughs> So, uh, thank you, my friend. Looking forward to another draft, and I we yes. will talk a lot next week about what happened. I am, I'm sure there will be lots of discussion. <laughs> All right. Before we go, let me just mention it really helps us out. If you go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave us a nice review, so please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. Also follow us on Twitter at Two Guys Dwayne and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. The vast penmanship craft in the track generous. It's that infinite, filling the gap synonyms. Extract minerals, twisted and dash cinnamon. Flavorful, neighbor sniffer from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme rap and then we dish it. Yo, your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant.